G'day, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Military Mindset for Business podcast, where I'm talking today to nine times best-selling author, Steve Brossman. Steve, how are you today? Pete, mate, I'm uh, pumped to have a chat with you. We always cover some cool stuff when we're just chatting anyway, and I'm uh, looking forward to sharing some stuff with your people. Well, Steve's one of my favorite people uh, who has taught me a lot on my journey, particularly about marketing and sales. So um, as anyone who's listened to this podcast before, I used to be a farmer who in a moment of madness joined the army and then after a long army career, fell in love with business. And one of the biggest challenges for me uh, as I went through my business journey on separation from the military was how to sell and not just how to sell in terms of take money off people, but how to really create a worthiness in myself that number one, I was worth and I could charge enough for what I sold, but it became a sincere relationship and exchange of things that we both needed from each other. And Steve's been someone who's really helped me on my journey. Um, you know, he's got a couple of great books out there, including How to Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul, which was, you know, I think that's a great title. And his new book coming out shortly, which is uh, Shortly, which is Flow Selling. So, Steve, welcome. Looking forward to having a yarn. Yeah, mate. Um, selling, if you call it um, in back to the old thing, sell or sale, it's a four letter word. And, and that's where people get it wrong. They got the wrong conception. And let's just start with the foundation and particularly my definition of selling, professionally servicing other mm. people's needs for a mutually beneficial gain. Yeah, And people get the wrong impression of selling because of all of those people who knock on the door or pick up the phone and they're trying to sell something that they want to sell and you don't need. Whereas let's turn it around and particularly coming from the services, professionally servicing other people's needs is where you start. Because it's interesting because, you know, I, uh, well, back in the day, used to carry paper in my wallet and I used to love nothing more than pulling that paper money out of my wallet and, and spending it. Uh, and But it's interesting. So which side of the, the spectrum are on? Like we actually want to buy things all the time. That's why we have money. We, we actually want to, you know, acquire goods and services that are going to make our lives feel better. But when we're on the other side of the spectrum and we're actually selling we just need to understand our relationship with that other person. And if we get that mix right, then it just becomes a beautiful process of each of us getting exactly what we want. And we're really happy with it. Um, Steve, can you go back and give us a introduction about, you know, tell us your journey. How did you get into business? Um, just give us a couple of minutes rundown on the Steve Brossman story. Yeah, mate. Um, I never intended to actually get into business, although I did start a surfboard making business in my dad's garage when I was still at school and I was in the middle of the Hunter Valley then. So I, I did that, but I left school and become a professional athlete. And, and that was it. That was my career, my goal. Um, however, <laughs> I crashed three discs tra training for the Olympics and you don't run real quick with a bad back, but through rehab, I fell in love with the fitness industry and I just looked at it and I thought I could do this different. I could do it better. I was pretty cocky, brash kid back then. And so I set out to, to change things. And evidently, I did pretty well. Within the first couple of years, I franchised my kids club into five countries, licensed a weight loss program into two. And it was all about doing things differently, standing out and attracting the right people to you. 
And, and that was the framework of everything that I've done so far. And it's interesting, all the latest books and programs that I'm doing still have the foundation of what I was doing back in 1983. However, the last part, I've been doing some real deep, deep dive and research into neuroscience, cognitive buying behaviors, and the energy behind buying. And, and that's some of the things that people get a little bit stressed about. And I know we're going to do- dive into it now, but just like most people, I didn't wake up one day saying, I'm going to be a business person. We started doing something that we love. And then sooner or later, we've got to realize that we've got to market and sell. I built the gym, risked my family's house on it. And the first thing that I did just after we opened the doors, realizing that there wasn't a queue outside, I was like, I better learn marketing and sales. So that was the first investment that I did is uh, invest in some training and some courses on, on getting that started. And then I fell in love with that as well. Hey, there's, mate, there's a couple of things I want to unpack today, and I'm going to pick them off one by one as you mentioned them. Now, the first one was standing out and attraction. Now, one of the things I remember from you know our first sessions was talking about how do you be a blue box on a conveyor belt of brown boxes? Tell us about your analogy and 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 how your take on that. Yeah, um, it was interesting. My first book, and this has come from somebody who passed his high school certificate in English by two thirds of a mark. So I did no. not like writing at all. <laughs> but my first book was Stand Up, Stand Out, or Stand Aside. Um, I really did want to call it Be Different or Bugger Off. But um, my wife's an Amazon guru and uh, she said, you can't do that. But it it is all about standing up and standing out. And and what you're talking about is the brown box syndrome. It's people out there that call themselves by their title or their occupation. If they're a coach, a consultant, an accountant, a digital marketer, a, a whatever, then you're sitting on the shelf with all the other brown boxes. It's not until you find what you, what you do differently, and everybody does something differently. It could be their background. And you know, when we were working together, it was your background. It was your years of service and how you did things. So we use that to create your blue box to be able to stand out. Now, the, the thing that I've taken a few steps further since we were last talking and working together, it's the energy Now, if you are a coach, a consultant, and you are another one of those, you don't have a great deal of energy. And the buyer's energy coming to you is like, well, you're just another one. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you know what you do and how you help people and service them differently and better than other people, your belief and energy in yourself, which I call the personal magnetic energy, goes through the roof. Now, when the other person, the buyer, sees you as different and sees you as being a unique solution, their energy about you goes up as well. And it's like yeah, you're holding two magnets and you're holding them the right way. As they get closer and closer, they snap together. But if you're a brown box and you're just another commodity salesperson out there and they think, well, yeah, they're just another. As you get closer and closer, it starts to repel and you just don't get the sale. So the, the positioning now that we talk about, be the prize, 
stand up and know and believe what you do impacts the life, the business, the lifestyle, the family of the people that you're working with, be the prize, not the pursuer. Because if you're a brown box, fair chance is you're chasing people. And if you feel as if you're chasing people, start with your positioning and packaging, how you communicate what it is that you do. It's a really interesting point. And I've lived this um, in my own business journey. And I, I mentioned it before, the worthiness about who you are and how you do it. Now, like it took us quite a while to actually embrace the fact that our personal experience of being former military guys and taking that experience into business was what actually made us different. Now, for a long time, we were almost a bit, bit scared or a bit embarrassed um, to even even to talk about those kind of things. Um, you know, like the, the first thing for me was coming out of the military, I almost wanted a, a clean break from that life. And I didn't want, because it's so encompassing around who you are, the uniform, this you know, sense of purpose and that, and people see you by the rank and the uniform, et cetera. And I wanted nothing to do with that anymore. I just wanted to be Pete again. Um, but it wasn't for a couple of years until we realized that just so much of our success was based on that lived experience and story. And now we've got to this point with our whole military mindset for business model where this is actually what makes us different. This is how we can share our experiences and like really support and empower other people in what they want to do. And we're pumped, excited. It's like not, I, I like your point about energy because I love this stuff now, but yep. it's taken me a while to get there, mature into it. And also, again, I'll use this term again, build my internal sense of worthiness about, am I able to call myself this? Am I able to call myself an expert in the field and, and really uh, own that? So, um, mate, I love it. Stand up, stand out or stand aside, nearly there. <laughs> yeah. And I've gone through the same journey. Look, I started off because I've had a 20-odd years in and out of TV and videos, and when the internet and videos collided, then that was my first foray into this sort of business coaching. And it was a journey. Then we went into authority marketing with videos, books, speaking, and all of those. But for seven years, seven years, my people kept saying, Steve, this is the best sales training ever. And my reply was, don't ever call me a sales trainer. Yeah. I didn't want to be one of those who was teaching people how to sell, you know, be pushy and overcome objections and close again and always be closing. I said, no, 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 I'm not one of them. But then I realized that what I had for people was valuable. Mm. And I was keeping it hidden because I didn't believe in myself because I didn't want to be one of those. Just as, you know, you was saying, well, I didn't want to use all the fantastic traits that you have because you've been in the military that you can transfer into business. So when I finally came out, uh, everything changed. I kept saying, well, okay, this is how you can do selling a different way. This is how you can engage and excite and enroll, not present and pitch and be pushy. And once I accepted that, the value and the belief and therefore the energy of what I was portraying out there, and I've developed what's called the, the sales energy matrix. When you've got your personal magnetic energy and the buying energy high, 
But when you have low personal magnetic energy, and that doesn't mean you, know, you have to be this person out there that's doing all of these social posts. When it is that you're not that comfortable selling and you don't have absolute belief in your product or service, then that energy comes through. And then when you're not building the buying energy and they've got low energy about who you are and you're another brown box and you're not totally committed, nothing's going to happen. So it is, and it's almost like people, people say that sales is an exchange of value. Now with the deeper research, it's also an exchange of energy. It's the energy that's exchanged first, then it's the value, and then it's the currency. Yeah. Uh, interesting you say an exchange of value. It's also an ex exchange of values, you know, in terms of who we are. And um, talking about this energy point, it is only when you, uh, you know, truly value yourself and believe in yourself that you actually have that, you know, th that right to have the transparent and real energy about yourself. You can't pretend this stuff. You can't make it up or you just become another thin veneer. I don't, I don't, want, to, don't want to pick on used car salesmen, but no, it's just a cliche. But when it does come from a, a, a personal place of purpose, and in this exchange of values as well as value, um, we're really in a sweet spot here for business. Let's Mate, take that one step further because I, this is where people, this one thing is the big mind shift of where people fall down. Because if they're selling themselves their services or stuff, they're selling a box. They're selling the box of stuff that they do, whether it's the hours, the courses, the, the whatever it is, they're selling a box of services. Now, when you have the right communication and the right process, and we'll talk about blueprints a little bit later, when you work and collaborate on not just the box of stuff that you do and what they're buying there, but the agreed implementable outcome. Now, you, as a part of one of your businesses, you sell systems and funnel services, and you could sell a box of tech. However, What's that going to do for my business when I have a flow of the right people coming through at the right time to talk to me and I don't have to worry about all of that? It might be a box of, let's just say, 50 hours of work, which is worth X number of dollars per hour times 50. That's, that's it there. That's your box. However, because you're delivering X number of clients on a regular basis, that could be worth in implementable value tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. So when you're working with the people on the agreed implementable value, which is so much higher than the box value, it comes from a sense of giving and they're focusing on the outcomes, implementable value. Wow. If I just pay you this much, I get this much. That's a great bet. Whereas the old school way of selling is like, well, here's the box. Try and put more value in the box, more stuff in the box. And the people that walk in the door to have the conversation, they're thinking about, well, I want to pay a little bit. You better do your best to push me up to that value of what you believe the box is worth. And that's where the pushiness comes from. You're pushing the value up of the value of the box instead of working on what is the agree, the agreed implementable value, which is so much higher. And that 
is a much easier conversation that when we work together, I'm going to get this and it's only going to cost me this. It's a no-brainer. Let's get started. It's interesting you talk about effects. Uh, one of the things in Army we were taught is what's called mission command. And mission command is all about how to get the most out of your team, not by telling them how to do their job, but by giving them an effect that they're going to achieve at the end state. So you're more focused on the outcome and what their future is going to be like than actually getting into the micromanagement of details. And this seems you know, pretty extreme. Uh, pretty transferable straight across here, you know, like we can either talk about the minutia, the details, you know, what's mm. in the box rather than really looking at the fact of what this box could achieve for you. The interesting thing is, and this is coming in my new book, which is really delving into not only the energy and the psychology, but the hormonal effects of different things that happen. And it's, and I just shot a video this morning on the four different outcomes. And the fourth outcome, which I've only just um, understands, the four different understands in selling. Most people will say, I just need them to understand what I do and they should buy. And they just spend all their time trying to educate them. This is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. And they get frustrated, but they don't really care about that. One of the first understands that I, I used to teach as number one, but now there's a new number one. The first understands is they need to understand that you understand them. And when you can collaborate with them and articulate their pains, their hopes, their dreams, their goals, as good, if not better, and they say, finally, somebody who's got me, you've virtually, virtually got the sale straight away. The second understand is, yeah, they need to understand what you do, so that it's not total gobbledygook. The third understand, which is crucial, is they need to understand how what you do will impact their business, their life, their family, their lifestyle, how it will impact them. But latest research, I only got this two weeks ago, 47.5% of people, nearly half of people that go into a sale don't really know clearly what their real problem is. So if you're trying to sell what you do, thinking they know what they want, you're going to miss the sale so many times. So one of the greatest understands that we're putting right at the front now is to get the prospect to clearly understand what it is their real problem is and how it is currently affecting what they're looking to do what it's costing them now and what it's going to cost them in the future if they don't change it. So until you can get them to clearly understand what they really need, you shouldn't start the conversation. Yeah. And they're going to be the four understands that we use as the center point in flow, how to create that flow. And they're the four things that are crucial. Well, mate, just like T-Ball, you've set me up um, to hit one out here for you. And I want to go back to now um, your blueprint. Uh, now, one of the things I love about the blueprint, you drew something out then, right? That is 47% of people don't know what their problem is. So when we go into a sales process, we really now do need to be deliberate and structured how we listen to them and take them down a consistent pathway to understand, number one, are we right for each other? To get us to the point 
of price to product so we can deliver the solution and move forward. Now, your blueprint model um, is a very deliberate way that we capture consistency in our sales process. And I love consistency because for me, consistency means capture excellence and repeat and do it over and over and over again until you learn. Can you share with me uh, the Brosman blueprint? And for those that, that those who haven't heard uh, Steve speak before, he is the master of alliteration, whether it be <laughs> Momentum Monday or Fantastic Friday or the Brosman blueprint, uh, he'll, he'll draw one out for you. So tell us about the Brosman blueprint and how it works. I'm going to take two very quick steps backwards as to how and why it works. Um, I'll, I'll ask you, and you, you've probably heard me say it before, and you might be able to get this answer straight away. Um, what's the best way to get people on the same page as you? What is the best way to get them on the same page? So um, are we talking about in the steps of the sales process in terms of where, where are we here? Is this like first phone call? Are we going through uh, the discovery? Spot, any spot, beginning, okay. middle, what's the best way to get them on the same page as you? Listening? It, it makes no difference where and what. The best way to get somebody on the same page as you is to have a page to get on. Yep. That's it. So there's three levels of influence in selling. There's the imposed, there's the collaborative, and then there's the self. Yep. So imposed influence is what most people will do in any sales conversation. It will be, I'm going to keep giving you some great information, more information. And they believe that if I give you enough information about who I am, all the great things that I do, features, advantages, benefits, then you will make an informed decision why you should do business with me. So that's the imposed influence. I'm sitting there and the latest white paper I'm, I've written is sales is not a spectator sport. So quite often the salesperson is the guy out in the middle on the field wanting to be the MVP and the prospect is sitting in the stands. Maybe they're a spectator and they just sit or maybe they're a cheerleader where they say, yes, 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 this is great, but they're not in the game. The prospect so Steve, needs you go. If I can just ask there, is this when I'm on a sales call and I just keep educating and I keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking, and I'm not actually pausing? Because I was really guilty of this at the start. I'm like, hey, this is why I'm so great. This is why we are so great. This is everything that we can do. And quite often I could feel myself in the point of the sales call, where like, God, I've got to stop. I remember you like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I do. And, and that is the big thing. And look, uh, here's another analogy or metaphor. Sales is a tennis match. You hit the ball over the net, give them some information, and you've got to get them to hit it back. How did that information land? But if all you do is hit the balls over the net, you're going to run out of balls and you're not going to make a sale. Yeah. So the collaborative influences when they work with you and you work with them. And that's where the blueprint comes in. And the, the gold thing is, and here's a short alliteration, when they're involved, they invest. And then the last one is self-influence. When everything looks, feels, tastes, sounds so great, they're stopping you and saying, this is fantastic. How do we get started? And for those of you who are listening and or watching, the blueprint is a collaboration tool that is outcome focused. It's not a schematic of what you do. 
it's to create the ability for you to collaborate with them on certain parts of it. So, uh, Pete, you've come to me. We've identified that there are three crucial things that you want fixed in your business or life, and we will have a conversation, nut out the real pains and problems and the effect that they are causing you right now so you know what it is. And we talk about swinging the pendulum, but we won't get into that right now. So we start on the first one. And if your listeners have got a pen handy, write down D-N-Q-C. This is the conversation framework that is the most powerful and scientifically proven order that you do things. Now, the D is give some information, which most people will give some and give some and give some and give some. Once you've given a nugget of information about a certain way that you can solve their problem, you then do the N, which is a narrative, a story, a quick, short, 90-second story. Hey, Pete, that reminds me, I worked with somebody that was just like you. They were suffering your same problems. And here's what we did. Here's how we fixed it. And here's the outcomes that they took to the bank, the financial or the emotive bank. Could you see that working for you? That's the story. Now, the Q is quantify. So, Pete, if we did this, how would that affect you, your business on a monthly whatever? And we would quantify. That would be X thousand dollars or save X number of hours. Now, the C is important. Wow. Looks like from what you've said, if we did this, that's going to be an extra, say, $10,000 per month. Is that a high priority of yours right now or or something that you're just going to put off? Now, because they've seen that you've done it for somebody else, they've seen how much it's going to impact their business, the priority ideally goes up. They say, fantastic. Now, you mentioned something else and say, that's where it fits in on your blueprint. Here's part of the system. And you actually write down in front of them. You know, if you're sharing a screen or sharing a coffee, Writing it down in front of them increases attention, retention, and that increases that 60%, but it also increases action three times. So they're seeing, wow, 10,000, that goes into my bank account. Now, you mentioned this over here, Pete, and here's part of our blueprint system. Here's something, a nugget of information, a quick story. Here's how we help them. Would that work for you? Yeah. If it did, let's collaborate on a quantifiable solution, agreed, implementable value. Write it down. Is that a priority of yours as well? Yes. So if you do that two or three times, you get to the end of it and see, could you see how this system would work for you? From what you've said, Pete, if we put this into your business life or whatever, by the look of it, you're going to, not me now, you're going to generate an extra X thousand per month, save this, do this, whatever. Um, Quick question, mate. Should we get started on this sooner rather than later? And that's the high pressure. (laughs) Sales close. So what happens is that collaborative influence, because they're involved, they take ownership of it. And quite often, when they see that the implementable value is going to be way significantly more than they think that you would ever charge, they'll say, hey, Pete, by the look of it, this is fantastic. How do we get started? And they're in. 
It's like, what do we got to do? And yeah. that's a, a very, very powerful way of it. And what you do, and it's the tonality and the energy as you're getting started and you're uncovering their needs, it's empathy. It's, yeah, I can understand that. It's the empathy and the tonality there. But as you're putting money in the bank, you're getting excited. Man, if we just did that, you've got to be pumped. What? And then you turn that into a win. I'm going to let you jump in a sec, but ask me in a second the power of turning an outcome into a win. Yeah, look, it's what I feel here is, again, coming back to consistency, we've got a very deliberate structure about, number one, understanding with a true sense of self, the way we offer value, we've got credibility and authority because we've done it before. We know we're good at this, but it's also a very patient process. And mm. as you said, talking about tennis, hitting the ball over the back, hitting the ball back and forward, we are actually allowing the potential prospect customer client to tell us that now is the right time for them. We're not saying this is the right time for you. They are saying it with their own words and their own mouth, what they want. We're just providing them a framework to see whether we're with the right fit for each other. Now, I don't know if it was Simon Sinek or someone else, but one of my favorite sales quotes is, you don't want to sell to everybody. You've just got to find the people who believe what you believe and create a relationship with them. And, I, and then once we get to this point, um, it's just becomes part of the process. Now, in terms of uh, self-influence, I see uh, you talked about videos earlier. Your CMS um, or your technical digital infrastructure is a great way through your, your website, your portals, your communications for people to take that uh, voyage of self-discovery on who you are. Tell us a little bit about video and how powerful video has been uh, in in your experience, because I still don't feel it's being utilized enough today. That's no, not. Um, years ago, when digital cameras first could capture a video, and we got excited, it was a one megapixel video. It was like, hallelujah. <laughs> and we used to shoot videos and attach them to an email. And how powerful it is, I was doing... Um, pitching for some work with a fitness equipment uh, sales and hire company. And I was showing them how they could use videos and selling their equipment and also following up and engagement, et cetera. And I got back from the meeting, um, just went down the beach, shot a quick video. Hey guys, uh, looking forward to working with you, blah, 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 blah. Attached it, sent it across. By the time it got over to theirs, they obviously had a quick chat. 30 minutes later, I had it. It was like, we understand it now. It's the energy that you can get in a video. Now, the guy that was part owner of that company, 10 years later, contacted me and said, Steve, do you still teach people how to use those videos? I said, well, it's graduated a lot more. Um, I need you, and he was in a high-level SaaS company, I need you to train our salespeople how to use them. I sent another video to a guy that I had met. We were going to connect at a networking event. I got to that networking event 
And he introduced me to five people saying, hey, this is the guy that sent me that video I showed you. Now, the great thing about videos is we can communicate. Oh, goodness me. We can communicate and you have a sense of you and your personality. And that's how you get that across. Now, technically, a minute of video was worth a million words. The reason and the way that I use them in my sequence is they can have a taste of me and my personality, and I'm not for everybody. Now, I don't want to talk to lukewarm people where you've got to try and resurrect them and create the relationship. People will either love me or hate me, and I want them to make a decision one way or the other. So it's it's sequenced, it's choreographed in a way that I can excite them about the results and the connection. They can have a relationship with me before we get to talk with each other. I had one guy who owned a childcare center. Um, no, he owned a cleaning company and he learned how to use videos pre a meeting. And he would send a, a video out. He said, Steve, the first video I sent for the first time, the person walked out of the childcare center and said, hi, Willem, great to meet you, loved your video, let's chat. And the power of the video in creating a relationship, like how many of you watching this right now have your favourite series, Soapy or something? You have, and, and the reason you're hooked on it is not because that much you enjoy it, but the hormonal releases while you're watching it, you're hooked on those chemical reactions that happen within the body. And it's like people get hooked on new relationship to new loved ones. You just want to have that energy and the hormonal release when you, you're hanging around that person. Now, that's what you can achieve when you do the right videos and connect with the people the right way. And they say, you know, I watch those videos I, I just feel good watching them or they make me feel this, or I really understand. I, I get to, I feel as if I trust that person because when you put yourself on camera, you're pulling down the veil and particularly these days with AI, they don't know whether you've written it or a bot's written it, but they see you in front of the camera and they trust you. The AI that's getting the cut through these days is not the bot AI, but the AI of authentic interactions yeah, and videos can do that. Mate, authentic interaction. I love it. And I really think that, you know, people are just going to rely on chat GPT as a bailout to write your blog or anything like that. You know, you know, give it up, give it up, present yourself uh, who you are and why you do it, you know, be transparent and, you know, there's a couple of ways to do this from a tech perspective. So number one, um, there is a great Australian startup called vouch4.com. And this video, this is a video uh, production platform. Just jump on vouch4.com. You can, uh, and it's just a really simple way to capture super fast messages and make sure that you're sharing them with the right person. Other alternatives that people may have heard more of would be like loom.com or vidyard.com that you can actually integrate into both your uh, both your emails, uh, into your CRMs like HubSpot, et cetera. So basically, instead of getting there and being a brown box, 
which is typing another Times New Roman 12 point or Calibri email saying, hey, can we follow up? Like literally in front of your laptop, open your email, hit the button, record your message in 20 seconds and say it rather than just being another email in the inbox and, and start creating that authentic interaction. AI, I love it. I love it. So, yeah. and again, this is this is basic stuff now. Like back in the day, I think I first heard you talk about this uh, video stuff maybe 10 years ago, This, but this is bread and butter 101 now. If you're not doing this, you're behind the game. Absolutely. One um, I haven't heard of that before. I'm going to look at as soon as I get off here and have a look at one that I use is Bonjoro and, and been using it for quite some time. And, and again, when you're looking at increasing the buying energy and building the, the no like, and trust factor, it's it can be as simple as just pulling out, there's an app on your phone, you can shoot it, you can put in the yeah. email address, hit the button, and it's gone. Or with your webcam, just done. And it gives you a taste. One of the ways that I use is that when people book in for a high level consultation or a, a call, it'll be as simple as, and they get to that after they've watched or read something as well. Hey, Pete, saw your book in for a call. Can't wait to have a chat. And by the way, I've had a look at your website and your LinkedIn profile. Got some really exciting stuff that I want to share with you. And I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Love and kisses, Steve. What do you think that's going to do for the buying energy? And, and by the way, talking about productivity, and a lot of people in sales, their productivity goes down when people don't show up. And it's like, well, I'm sitting here doing nothing because I've, I've booked in a sales call. Since using that flow and using videos as the video call as the last stop after people have booked in or I've booked them in, I've had three people in seven years not show up i don't know if anyone missed what you did there though but you basically said hey i've got something for you but you're not going to get it until you come to the meeting so it was it was very subtle but it was just just a very simple way to say hey look but again this comes from a point of sincerity where you've actually got to be good at what you do and have something to contribute but immediately bang you're in that next meeting you've given them something straight up uh, which again increases your authority in terms of who you are. We're generating reciprocity in terms of that relationship with the client, and away we go. That's one of the words that I was just going to pull apart and give back to you, but you did it first. Reciprocity. You have given them some time and effort and knowledge and expertise to say, I have done my homework for you. I yeah. have a gift for you to turn up. And that reciprocity, and they see that your excitement, that you've got something for them, gives them the energy to turn up. And that's that's powerful of, um, you know, the law of reciprocity in doing this is so powerful. It is. And let me give you a way that it can be done wrong. So I was in Cairo uh, in October, November last year, and, you know, doing the pyramids thing and uh, and as part of what you do is you get the tour guide, the tour guide takes you around to all of the must-see things around the town, you know, like let's go make some papyrus paper kind of thing. And it's, it's you know, what people do with reciprocity to get it wrong is uh, put you in a position where you want to buy something that you don't want. So basically, hey, I'm going to take you to a free papyrus pressing session, okay? And then they'll, they'll instantly always give you a big cup of sugary tea or something like that. 
They've given me tea. I've given you a 20-minute class. You feel like swept up. Then all of a sudden, they take you over to the wall and they want you to spend 150 bucks on you know, something you don't want to buy. But that power, because they've given you some so much already, it can become extremely difficult to extract yourself and get out. You almost feel like you've got to buy something to give something back. So reciprocity can be an amazingly powerful tool used for good, not evil, um, and but it's got to come from a place of sincerity and lead you to a place of what we talked about before, that common connection that we're both getting exactly what we want. But let's use the tools at our disposal to give ourselves the best chance of converting that opportunity. One way to take conversations to a whole new level, and I'm in the middle of writing this in, in the new book, and that's what you know, flow selling is all about. It, it's the wins. Now, you're a sports person. You've been in the forces. You know what a win is all about. The research by Professor Ian H. Robertson on this when I was writing three books ago, uh, as animals and humans and fish going through the ages, when we had a win, we had a surge of dopamine and testosterone. Now, the dopamine in itself gives you that feel good. It also helps with focus and the ability to think something's interesting. Didn't realize that at all until I delved deeper into it. So when you have that surge of dopamine, when you have a win, it just feels good. I've had a win. But the testosterone gives you the confidence to go that one step further. So back in the old days when a win meant I've killed something, I'm going to have something to eat, yay, it gives you the, yeah, this feels good and I've got the confidence to go to something bigger and better. When you understand that in a sales conversation and turn an outcome and a benefit, whereas here is the benefit, sit back and have a look at that, but then get the person into the game and say, well, if we turn that benefit into a win and they can actually feel what it is going to be like when they have that win and they get that surge of dopamine and testosterone through the sales conversation, when you, instead of just, look, here's the benefits, here's the outcomes, here's the benefits, here's the outcomes. Yep, okay, that's nice, that's interesting. But you can get them really engaged and involved and feel the wins. Now, that happens to have create chemical reactions within the body. You give them three doses of good chemical reactions within the body. It's just almost like giving somebody three doses of any drug. And then you're going to take it away. That is going to be a much more powerful conversation. They're not going to want you to leave because you are the person that gives them the knowledge, the sense of well-being and feeling good, and the confidence to take the next step with you by infusing that into your conversations and not just delivering information, but creating those wins with the people, the outcomes are going to be so much more powerful and different. This is so true. And like so many times in sales, we think we're focusing on our win to convert the sale, but to really be able to create a win for the client and make them feel like they're winning. But even I'll go the win-win-win path. 
if in your business model, you have the ability to give your client the ability to get their client to win, the amount of leverage is so much powerful now. And we are always looking for those relationships in business. Can we get not not only a me win, but a you win, but a win-win-win of that third person? And it's just a recurring theme that come up with these you know, beautiful relationships in business where it's no longer about me selling you something. It's just an it's a great exchange of you know, the stuff I've got in my back pocket and my wallet. I want to give it to you because I want what you've got. And I want my clients to have more of that as well. Um, Steve, I really love... I, I think we're going to have to come back, mate, and do another chat about this because, you know, um, we've got at least another hour of content that we can pull apart. But what I want to do as we draw to a close, I want to um, first of all talk about how people can find Steve Brossman and learn about this stuff. So, obviously, let's talk about from a self influence perspective. How can they consume, uh, you know, more of Steve uh, and learn about your journey? Yeah, I'm in the process of rearranging a few things, um, and I'm pretty old-fashioned when it comes to uh, connecting with people. The easiest way is you can either find me on LinkedIn, Steve Brossman, or send me an email. Say, hey, I was on Pete's podcast. You said some cool stuff. Can we connect? And I'm going to worry about trying to type in or give uh, different links. In your show notes, I might give you a link where they can go and grab one of my books, my back pocket guides, but just send me an email, steve at stevebrossman.com and say, hey, I was on the podcast. I love what you said. Can we have a chat about this? Then I've got some really cool resources that I don't know which one's going to be the best for you. So I'm not going to say, hey, go and get this, connect with me, and we can sort out what's going to be the best resource. There's lots of free things that you can go and have a look at. And um, then if the time is right, we can uh, we can certainly work together. Yeah, that's perfect, mate. I'll throw all of that information into the show notes. Uh, what I'd love, if you've never created a video and sent it before, create a little video for Steve. Like literally get your phone out, uh, hit record, give him a 20 or 30 second message of who you are, what you did and what you uh, got out of this show and just hit send forward email and get it over to him. Um Steve, it's a real pleasure chatting to you as always. Uh, you know, someone who's been, you know, pretty pivotal in helping me feel comfortable with sales, for helping me generate my own worthiness around the product and who we are. Uh, you know, as you know, as what we do for people in the world. But I think one of the biggest things that I love coming back and chatting to you is I think we're both on this this quest, constant quest for improvement and learning and now, I've seen how your stuff has morphed and changed over the last decade. And it's something that, you know, we at Trust the Process are really passionate about as well is how do we morph and adjust and learn and, and really you know, strive to do the best for our clients. Steve, um, mate, let's finish with one you? quick, I'll finish with one quick saying for your people, uh, if they're in the process of thinking uh, my sales, et cetera, I don't want to be pushy. Tony Robbins said the biggest expense in your business is not having the skills to sell enough of your product and services to get you to where you want to be. On the flip side of that is if somebody comes to you, they put their hand up, they have a need and they believe that you can fulfill that need. If you don't sell to them, you have let them down. If you haven't taken the next step to encourage, to 
help them influence themselves, to collaborate, to be able to see that solution, you have let them down. So anybody that walks away that is not the right fit, anybody who walks away that is the right fit and you haven't engaged enough to get started with them, you've let them down. Yeah, imagine imagine the uh, the headspace you've got to be to feel that with conviction, your own sense of worthiness to say, I'm actually you know, a great part of your solution and I'm really, really here to help. And, and that's what we do. I, I really see this, the work that we do, Steve, is um, you know, trust the process is very much um, built around you know, technology, uh, getting the right CRMs, the right platforms in to drive the science of sales, you know, like getting your CRM can make sure that in a HubSpot or example, we can follow the people through the customer journey. We can use automation to send the right message at the right time, but that's all structural. The stuff that you really bring to the party here is the art of science. Now, when we combine these two things, you know, when we can combine the art of science and how to really believe in this message and share it with, sorry, the art of sales with the science of sales, which is adding the right technology to drive the process, it can be really a really powerful thing. Steve, thank you very much for your time today. Um, this episode's um, been brought to you by Trust the Process. Get in touch with Steve at the show notes. If you're not connected with him on LinkedIn and consuming his stuff, then I highly recommend it. Just reach out and say good day.